Gabrielle Marie, philosopher, entrepreneur with almost 10 years of career and business mentoring under my belt. My purpose in life? World peace, of course, but in a slightly humbler fashion, helping people to say fuck it, fuck it. and free themselves from the stuff that keeps them from living fully. Get unstuck. Get unstuck. Hi. Welcome to a new episode of this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something incredibly dear to my heart. Let me state it loud and clear. You are allowed to love your job. It is your right to have a job that makes you happy. You don't have to stay stuck in a job that sucks the life out of you and doesn't fulfill you professionally or personally. Somehow, doing work I love is something I've never questioned. From my first freelance job to what I'm doing now, even though I often let opportunities guide me, I've never had a job I hated. At least, not for a very long time. When I was doing things I was not particularly eager to do, I quickly moved into doing something else. Now, it's true that I've been a freelancer, a consultant, an entrepreneur for most of my life. But hating your job is not just something for people stuck in the 9 to 5 or working for someone else. I know many self-employed people and entrepreneurs who despise their jobs and they don't have to stay stuck there. We're often surrounded by fear in our society. The fear of change, the fear of the unknown, and most of all, the fear of failure. One of the beliefs that many of us share is that we've been told growing up that if we take a job we love too much, if it's too much fun doing what we're doing, it will be harder for us to succeed at it, especially financially. We've also heard that we have to suffer to be successful, both as entrepreneurs and also climbing the corporate ladder. I've touched on fear in a previous episode of this podcast, and I'm sure I'm going to get back to it in future episodes as well, simply because it's so all-encompassing. Just today, I had a coaching session with a bright and visionary young entrepreneur who wants to make a difference in the world, not just sell a product. One of the things this young gentleman questioned was why he started his business in the first place. Many clients say these things to me, especially when they've been working hard to build a business for a while that looks as successful as the ones they see online or around them. But here's the thing. You don't have to do something you hate to make money or be successful. You also don't have to do horrible tasks or things you don't like to do in your business to make it work. You don't have to do all the things, especially the things that you don't like to do. As I said in episode 8 of this podcast, it's not because you know how to do something that you should actually do it. So I invite you to go back and listen to that episode if you need more to be convinced that you and your creative mind don't need to do everything alone. It's much better and more fulfilling to start a business doing something you love, something that is true to your core values and that makes you happy. Not because of the profits, but because there is nothing more satisfying than working on projects you love that bring meaning to your life. 
when done from an authentic place, that kind of work will also bring in the money. Not always a lot at first, but enough for what you need. And eventually, you'll do much more than build a business or be successful. You'll also make a difference in the world. A wonderful client of mine, let's call her Giulietta, was stuck in a job that she hated. This expat had a very demanding job in the law department of a big corporation in our capital city. And although everyone around her was happy with her work and she received nothing but positive feedback and juicy end-of-year bonuses on top of that for her job well done, when she came to me, she was stressed out, unfulfilled and desperately wanted something different. During one of her sessions, Julieta cried and told me how frustrated she was with her job. She shared many personal things and she really became so honest with herself to the point when she asked me, Muriel, am I allowed to love my job? That question took my breath away. I've heard a lot of things in almost a decade of doing the work that I do. And even though I know a lot of people wonder about the same thing as Julieta, it was the first time that someone put it into words so clearly. Now, my answer was really clear as well. It was a big resounding yes, Julieta. And that actually goes for you as well, my dear uh, listener. You are allowed to love your job. As I mentioned before, it is our birthright to choose the kind of work that brings us joy and that makes money while we're also making a difference in our own lives and in the lives of others. We all have unique talents and passions and we must use those to create something meaningful and worthwhile. Don't be afraid to break away from what society taught you about sticking with a job or career path just because it pays well or because it is more accepted by your family or friends. This really isn't about giving up on making money. This isn't about giving up on big dreams or success, but it is about finding ways to use our gifts, our time, our energy, our creativity, our curiosity, our effort, and all of our knowledge to build an abundant life for ourselves and for others. When I told this to Julieta, just hearing those words was enough for her to give herself the permission that she needed to take action. In the months that followed, she started exploring her many creative interests, went back to the stuff that she loved to do as a child, and looked into other career options. And eventually she found a project that she was really passionate about. In my work and in my life, there is a question that keeps me busy. And that is why we think it's normal to hate our jobs. I believe it's because our education system and how it shapes us to think that we have to do a specific job to succeed. We often forget that success isn't defined just by money and power, but also, and most importantly, by feeling fulfilled, respected, happy, loved. So rather than blindly following what society tells us about having a good job, why not ask ourselves what kind of work lights us up? 
what type of work brings out our best, most creative self? What can we offer others and ourselves that no one else can? It's a much better way to approach your work life. The old way of doing things, you know, when society molded us to be compliant workers who left ourselves at the door of the factory or the office, those days are long gone. Today, more and more people are realizing that it's possible to create meaningful lives through meaningful work. So if you're feeling stuck, unfulfilled, if you're super frustrated with your current job, please take some time to reflect on what kind of work would bring out the best in you. You have unique skills, interests and dreams just like everybody else. So why not use them to create something special? Who knows where that journey might lead you? Now, in that same session that I was talking about, where Julieta asked if she was allowed to love her job, I asked her why she thought that it was normal for people to hate their jobs and for her in particular to be okay with that. After some reflection, we did uncover a few important reasons. The first one was that she had been told by society that it was normal not to like your job, so she just accepted it as a fact. She wasn't sure how to find a job that made her happy or how to create one for herself. She didn't want to disappoint her father. This was a really big one for her. We wanted her to have a stable job with a good salary so that he didn't have to worry about her. And finally, she felt ashamed to admit that she wanted more from life than the nine to five grind that she was in. And I think that goes for many people. At least that's what I hear. Luckily, we live in a different world than our parents and grandparents used to live in. A world where being passionate about your work is not only allowed, but encouraged. Where starting with why, as Simon Sinek taught us, is essential. And where opportunities can be found everywhere, regardless of the job market or what other people think of it. Let me say it again. You are allowed to love your job, to be truly happy. And in order to get there, you must figure out what that job is and you have to go for it. You don't have to keep working on something that sucks the life out of you. And it's never too late to make a career change or create something new out of your life. So finding a job you love is possible. We've clarified that. I help people do it all the time. And I see it happen over and over again. But it does require some work. Now, if hearing what I just shared in this episode with you makes you think it might be time for you to go out and find a job you love, there are many things that you can do to get started. And here are some tips for finding or creating the job of your dreams. First, get clear on what makes you happy and fulfilled professionally. Reach out to people already doing the work that you want to do. They know so much more about it. Just pick their brains. Consider starting a side project or business in an area related to your passion and expertise. There is nothing better than actually doing things. You really can't think yourself into a new career. You have to do something about it. Then make sure that what you're doing aligns with your professional values and goals. We cannot do things that we don't believe in successfully for 
longer or with passion. So you have to make sure that what you're going to do day in and day out, what you're going to build, what you're going to put your time, energy and effort in really aligns with the kind of person that you you are. And finally, take small steps and be super patient with yourself. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You have time, but you have to start somewhere and do something. So take a step. Now, sometimes you don't need to change jobs to love what you do. You have a good job, but you must change some parts of your job, your environment or how you approach things. If you think this might be the case for you, here are also a few things you could try. So first is communication. You can go and talk to your boss or colleagues about what you're passionate about and ask how to incorporate more of that into your job. You could take on a new project or two in the areas where you feel most inspired. This is also something that you can come up with. You don't have to wait for someone to tell you or to show you where a project might be lying that you could uh, put your hands on. You can definitely go out, speak to your manager, to your boss, to your team members, to your co-workers and tell them what you want to do. A big one for me is to brainstorm ways to make the work that you do more meaningful for yourself. This is also where you can set some goals for yourself. Nobody even needs to know about them, but you just set them for yourself so that you have an exciting and inspiring environment to go to every day and you can challenge yourself. Another one that really works well and that's been so instrumental in my own success is mentors. So I would inspire you. I want to inspire you and invite you to find mentors or coaches to help you navigate any challenges that you might come across in your work to make it more satisfying. And finally, don't do this alone. Like join organizations, clubs, go to workshops, network in the field of work that interests you. The more you will be in that ecosystem, the more you will learn about it and the bigger the chance that you will find success and fulfillment in your job. Now, there there is a third category, right? If the traditional nine-to-five job isn't working out for you or if you have a hard time finding the right job, then why not create a career that fits your passions and lifestyle? Creating a tailor-made job for you is absolutely possible and something I've done for myself and that I've supported many people to do as well. It doesn't have to take years of searching or trial and error either. With the right approach and mindset, you can create your dream career in less time than you think. Again, if this is you, here are a few tips to get started. First, I would love for you to read the book Wishcraft. Wishcraft was written by the late Barbara Sher, who I call the grandmother of creative generalists. But what she shares is valid for creatives, entrepreneurs, anyone with many different ideas and interests. The book is available for download on her website for free. You can check the show notes for details and I guarantee you that it's worth your time. After you've read it, please report back to me and let me know what you think because it does miracles, I promise you. Then remember that your dream career will be a puzzle created from your interests, values, passions and skills. So take the time to list all of those elements and then start playing around with ideas that combine them into 
a career, even if it sounds crazy, even if it doesn't exist yet, it doesn't matter because you're creating a tailor-made one for you. Get in touch with people doing things you find interesting. There again, don't be afraid to ask crazy or out-of-the-box questions. You want to create something unique that doesn't even exist maybe, so approach your dream career with curiosity and wonder. And lastly, start taking small steps towards creating your unique work. Every day, do just one thing that gets you closer to it. It could be sharing what you're working on with someone or reading a book about a subject you're interested in. It doesn't matter as long as it's a small piece of your unique puzzle. Because creating a career you love really is possible. Believe me, if I, if I made it work for me, you can make it work for you, believe me. It just requires commitment and dedication, like all things we're doing, really. The key takeaway here is that no matter what job you have, it's important to do something towards creating a job that really feels fulfilling and energizing for you every day. You won't get there by thinking about all the things you might do eventually. You must do what? Yes, exactly, that's right. You must go out and do it. Okay, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and that you feel inspired to take action on your dream career now. But before I go, here's this week's fuck it, let's do it experiment. This week, I want you to think about what a dream career might look like for you. It doesn't matter if it's the job you currently have, if you want to transition into a new job, if you want to create a business, if you want to create your own career, it doesn't matter. It applies to all of those. Brainstorm some ideas and come up with one step, just one, that you can take next using the tips that I've shared with you in this podcast episode today. Now, before saying goodbye, here's this week's little act of daily rebellion. At least once this week, I want you to say no to a task you don't want to do or you don't like doing. You can do that either by voicing it to someone, to the person asking you to do it, to your team, or you can do it by finding a way to have someone else do it instead of you. Bonus points if you get it off your job description list for good. If you feel like sharing your experiment with me or letting me know how saying no is going for you, don't hesitate to email me at muriel at murielmarie.com or to send me a DM on Instagram at murielmarie. Thank you for listening and joining me in this rebellion against the status quo. Have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Just a heads up, I'm not a therapist or a doctor, so if you're not feeling your best mentally or physically and you need some help, please make sure to consult with a medical professional or a therapist.